Welcome to the Explosion Network's exploration of Studio Ghibli. Each week we'll be discussing one of the films from within the library of the celebrated animation studio. This is Studio Ghibli's Animated Wonders. My name's Dylan Blight, and joining me to discuss today's animated wonder, Kira Munchen. Hey Dylan. Happy to be here to talk about another Studio Ghibli masterpiece. That's correct. Also here, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here, but bananas are not king of fruits. Oh, I was like, I, all I heard was bananas are not fruits, and I'm like, like from Black Books or? <laughs> <sighs> that was a weird call. Um, so today's animated wonder that we're talking about is called Only Yesterday, directed by Seo Takahata, Takahata, um, in case you're like, oh, that's not our main man, that's because it's the guy who did Grave and Fireflies, so let's see how we go. Uh, so it was written by him, based on the manga by Hotara Okamoto, Yukiro Tone, and the main cast is Miki Yamai, Yoshiro Yanagiba, Yoko Hona, Mayumi Izuki, Mei Oshitana, Megumi Kony, and Yuko Takawaza. It was released in 1991, and the synopsis for the film is a 27-year-old office worker travels to the countryside while reminiscing about her childhood in Tokyo. Karen. I'm going to presume no one's seen this before, so we'll kind of skip that because I know I haven't seen Correct, it before. Correct, I haven't seen it So let's just go with that. Uh, what were your thoughts on this movie? This was not my cup of tea. Really? This, so this is just like, it was It was kind of a struggle to get through this two-hour runtime. Like, I think there were parts that I was enjoying and then there were just other parts I was like, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, my follow-up question to that will be, because you do watch anim- anime mm-hmm. regularly, you don't it's you don't watch much Slice of Life stuff. I don't um, watch... No, no, no. I definitely don't watch much Slice of Life. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've only just started really kind of going into that more normal or everyday kind of anime stuff, anime genres, like just getting so into... So, nothing with swords and... <laughs> Well, I literally only just like got super involved with watching Haikuyu, which is the volleyball anime, um, which kind of is like a bridge between the two styles of like it's kind of the hypeness of the more fantasy based uh, animes, but then also you just you're more down to earth slice of life to it. Um, but this was even then, I think I could watch slice of life. I just think this was just that step too far of. Like, it was just too, too slice of life, if that makes sense. I don't want to say, for, in case anyone doesn't know, like, slice, slice of life is just kind of a genre thing they give anime, in case anyone doesn't know, for series that have no, like, well, their whole premise is just kind of home and away anime. It is basically. just real life. Just yeah. taking a day or a week out of somebody's life and just kind of yeah, slamming it's not it swords and epic stuff and monsters or any of your typical like it's nothing, just like someone's day. It's normal it's life, regular, and yeah. not nothing too dramatic or over the top in terms of story. Yes. Either. Like it's uh, just- and I'm I'm just saying for like to compare this like if this was a quote unquote 
I was gonna say real movie, but I mean, like, if this if they if this was a live action movie, it would simply just be a drama. Like, there's no yeah. It's just because it's an anime thing. It kind of gets an, it's this whole like slice of life subgenre thing chucked onto it. But if this was live action, it would just be like, what's well, just a drama? Like <laughs> that's just just what um, just what it is. So yeah, it sounds like you were bored. Um, Ash, how did you feel about this one? <laughs> yeah, I I I liked it. I think that some bits are stronger than other bits. I feel like it is it, it it's very. It seems like it's very autobiographical, um, specifically honing in on that time period um it feels like a bunch of different short stories sort of put together um with obviously the through line of her being 27 and then moving to the country and then that being the the platform to be able to tell these small snippets of like growing up i guess in tokyo so yeah i i, I enjoyed it there were yeah like little bits and pieces were interesting there were some really dramatic moments i thought that worked um and you know Maybe maybe not the like I didn't love the ending, but no, it just kind of ended pretty quickly. I think, but other than that, I enjoyed it overall. Um, so th- this is a interesting episode because I would go, I would say we're not going over rankings today, but I definitely would say that judged on what everyone's saying, I'm going to have this quite higher than everyone else by the time we get to the end of this podcast because I thought this was fantastic. Like I, I think this is one of the the best one so far i think this this is I, I will also say obviously like not to i don't know how to say it without saying like i'm shitting on kieran but like i feel like i like in general i've watched a lot of like slower movies like this and some other stuff outside of s- stuff that kieran probably doesn't usually watch i guess like Correct. even ash would, would would have watched more movies mm-hmm. with a slower tone and pace which is this is what it is and also on the anime front i have watched my fair share of I've watched at least your eight, your golden child of slice of life stuff from Fruits Baskets, uh, especially. I guess is like your kind of golden child of anime sort of stuff. There, yeah, so, no, I don't. Uh, I don't think you're shitting on me or anything. Like it's pretty. Um, I think it's just with you know with my tastes is just yeah. I like the fantasy and the more action based and more kind of. Uh, faster slightly faster paced like not to say i don't enjoy drama pieces like um i really enjoyed grave of the fireflies like i thought it was a pretty beautiful movie but I guess that, that has a more that has a bigger like actual plot though which, yes and it the, does. the plot is yes they're trying to survive like that's yes, the, exactly it has has more of a plot has more of a thing driving through um i think in this movie for me i was really enjoying the stuff about her 10 year old life. Like I, I enjoyed her reminiscing in that play parts. I think there were parts of the movie where it went, what I would think would be long periods of time without going back to like a flashback or anything. Like uh-huh. for me, I think I wish there was more flashbacks because I really liked the, the minimalist art style of the flashbacks, how the, it wasn't like the full scenery drawn. It was, um, it gives it a dreamlike. Yeah, it gives it a dreamlike, and, and it's it's what she can remember. It's what she sees when she thinks about it. Which she can't remember More every focus. detail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I really enjoyed that bit. It was just some stuff I just felt stretched. Like I did like the car ride between her and the um, is it Kasuo? I can't remember the guy after he drives her back from the train. I thought that conversation took a very long time. Um, Toshio, and it was. Yeah, Toshio um, just took a very long time for me. When when she gets picked up at the train. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that's a character building thing and that's very much them just talking, 
I just, yeah, it was just very long for me in between the sites that I found interesting. So, is what it's it a is. lot of um, reading. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you'd like it I, more with the English translation. I, my, yeah, it's so funny how we're on so so far on opposite spectrums here because I'm even at the stage where I enjoyed it so much that I'd, I'm actually like maybe a month from now or whenever if I have the time I'd like to just rewatch it with the English <laughs> voice actors even because uh, I because it's done by Daisy Ridley and um Dave people Patel. like that Dave uh, Dev Patel and Ashley Eckstein does one of the voices as well which is the voice of uh, Ahsoka so. Um, I, I, I feel I'm getting the pull there to, to rewatch this one because not only did I enjoy it, but I'm also Laura like, Bailey's oh, I wonder how all well. these characters. Hey, Laura Bailey is in it as well. Oh damn, yeah. So I'm like, there's a lot of uh, English voice actors that may make me want to yeah. rewatch this one. Um, yeah, the they play the sisters. Really... Oh, do they? Yeah, because this yeah. only got released in uh, Australia not too long ago. Whenever it was, like mid 2000s or something, wasn't it? I don't remember. Obviously, if Daisy Ridley's voicing it, it's not. <laughs> it wasn't like at yeah, release, so that, no, they did like the first time English translation, like 2016, for, like the film's 25th anniversary. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, so I might rewatch it. But the, the other thing that stands out about the release thing, where if you say this released in 2016, I'd be like, if you told me this movie came out in 2016, like it was a Ghibli movie from 2016, I would honestly believe you. Because I feel like the overall tone and story and themes that this movie touches on, they seem very, like, now. They're very progressive. 1991. Yeah, it's very progressive, especially, and I'll give it some credit, like, I was involved or interested enough in the story to get angry at some of the stuff from her childhood. Um, and yeah, actually, all of I, that's like super, whenever they go into that, all that sort of stuff, I'm like, wow, like 1991, like, yeah. Like the dad and just how her family treated her and th- that stuff really like annoyed me and frustrated me because it's very against my viewpoint on how parents should treat their kids and stuff. And I know it's a cultural thing from back then and, and it's still is featured in Japanese culture. Um, it was still very frustrating to watch. It was, yeah, I didn't, like, I feel like I'm very negative talking about this movie. I think I was just, it's just not my thing, but there was definitely elements I enjoyed. Yeah. So I think the movie, like, if you're like, what's it about? It, I think it's pretty obviously about women in Japan and, like, their, because not only, like, what's it like growing up as a, a female child in Japan during that time period, but then also what's it like being a older woman, in, uh, older lady, like in the eighties is when the, the adult version set. So the whole movie is kind of just about um, that dichotomy of like how that works in relationships with people. And that's what most of the conversations and points revolve around. Like there's lots of talk of like her being 27 and not married and how that's a bad thing. And then how she should settle down and all this sort of thing. And then, uh, obviously, when she's a child, they spend a lot of the, the. I think that that whole section of the movie about the the period thing that that's the part where I'm like, wow, 1991. Like, I remember when the the I can't remember the name of the movie, but the one that won the the winner was nominated the period documentary like the Oscars last year. I think that won, didn't it? Year, Ash, do you remember period full stop or something like that? Yeah, something that one. like that. Yeah, like a couple yeah, of years that ago. That one, maybe. It yeah. was 2019. Yeah, because it was I remember we were doing the podcast and we said that's an awesome name for a documentary. <laughs> yeah, um, and then, yeah, it's like when they're doing that and they're up on stage. I remember, I think when they accepted it, or there was an interview or something, and they were talking about how you know, like being a women being able to talk about uh, 
you know, what they have to go through and periods and these sorts of things, like how it's just not an open conversation in not only America, but different cultures and aspects and whatever else. And the film was like making a push for it and whatever else. And that's why I'm watching this. I'm like, 1991, like I can't get it. Like 1991 mainstream animated movie has a big centerpiece on the movie about girls getting bullied as young girls by boys because of what their bodies have to go through. Like this is shockingly like progressive to a point where I'm like, how haven't I not watched this before? And how haven't I seen someone bring up how like sort of progressive this movie is on so many fronts considering when it came out, you know? And if it only got the re- I mean, is it 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 just because it shows? Is that why you think it's progressive? It's not just showing. It's like, they just, they talk. It's not like a a throwaway comment. Like they spend so long on it. I feel like it's a whole storyline of them talking about it. You know? I mean, it's not just that. The, 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 the fear of her catching period or them catching periods was like sad and yeah like moving i, I think, I think yeah. they i think they they drill home like the whole how silly it is and I, even i because obviously all of this is based on um japanese culture but some of it you can be like well this is the same as like or it reminds me of like when i grew up and sort of thing and that whole thing of like picking on girls for having their period i remember girls in my primary school getting like there was one girl in particular who would get bullied because of that because she got hers earlier than everyone else so like watching this scene i'm like i can think back on my own childhood and remember like a girl getting picked on so like there are certain crossovers between cultures and whatever else i think when it comes to the family relationship there's not much there that sort of um obviously i can relate to much like i I think japanese family like is a lot different than western um you know america australia european whatever else like they have a very their own sort of thing but it's still interesting to see this film kind of take that on and have something to you know not so much say about it i, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say this movie has anything in particular to say it's more about just showing it you know and and especially i suppose at 1991 they for an anime an animated film like this to show it would have been quite you wouldn't have seen anything else to it i, I still can't think of anything else that really touches on a lot of these sorts of subjects and things and then i also think Another thing I really liked about it is that you can tell they're sort of taking a more realistic tone uh, with the movie, obviously, but also with the the animation style, it looks nothing like Ghibli stuff at all. Um, all of the, straight away when you start the movie and you see the character, um, what's her name? Toko? Is that the main character? I can't remember. Toko? 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 Yeah. Toko? Um, like straight away when you see her as an adult and they're drawing like more like... Um, what would you call it? Like a age lines or cheek definition or cheap definition and these sorts of things. Like they're yep. making the characters a lot more, they're drawing a lot more emotion in them, like realistic emotion, not like anime tropey, like emotion, silly sort of cartoony type stuff. They're yep. drawing more actual bones to, to, to show that sort of stuff, which stands out a lot. Cause you don't see that usually. Even just down to stuff. the environments. I think the, one of the opening shots is the reflection on a skyscraper and I thought that looked absolutely amazing. Like, I thought it was just a beautiful just image in itself. Um, and then just to go from there, and then that that selection to have that minimalist style of animation for her flashbacks to convey that it is a flashback. And I think it doesn't make it totally apparent um, in the start of the movie that this is the same person kind of reliving. It t- kind of takes a little bit just to 
kind of for it to be a pa- completely apparent as to what that's her kind of reminiscing about everything. Um, so I think it's really interesting how they use animation to communicate things and talk about things is um, is, is really good and um, continues to amaze me in with Studio Ghibli. Yeah. So I guess my last last thing I kind of have to say before we move on to like the other segments here kind of thing is that I. I know we're not near the end of the show yet. Obviously, we're not even like halfway. But on, I think the fact that I haven't seen this movie talked about, and I'm, I, of course, I may have just missed articles and like conversations about it and stuff. I honestly going to put this out as like my first like underrated Ghibli film because I really, really like this like quite ov- a lot, obviously. And the fact that I haven't heard anyone like really talk about this as one of the big Ghibli movies everyone needs to watch. I'm like, come on. Like, I understand, like, obviously you wouldn't, but I'm like, if I feel this way, other people surely do, obviously. Yeah, like, it's got a really high Metacritic score and whatever else I looked up before. I'm like, how come I haven't seen this? Like, when everyone, t- everyone talks about yeah. Ghibli, they're like, you know, fucking, you know, Spirit of the Way, fucking Kiki, all these other ones that I've watched. But I'm like, how come I've never seen anyone bring this up? Is it because it didn't get a English release until a couple of years ago? Like, is that why it wasn't getting much, like, it it's wasn't hitting my conversations? It's of, it's of a genre that isn't, as popular, I mean, a, a I good didn't movie think, is a I good think movie. I lend it to I lend it to a lot to not having an English release till 2016, or a, you know, a Western release until 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a lot of Ghibli movies, there is kind of almost two catalogs of Ghibli movies where there's like the kind of the obvious, very front running ones, which are your House Moving Castle, your Spirited Away, your uh, Ponyos, your stuff like that. And then you have this one, which I would put together with Grave of the Fireflies, um, which is the kind of little bit more kind of down-to-earth and serious side of Ghibli that they generally hide amongst their fantasy elements, where this is very raw and very up close and personal for you. Yeah, to it's going to be doing. all the films directed by, say, Takahata. <laughs> yeah. We've got a couple more of his to go, and so far they're all... Yes. <laughs> I, haven't watched, I haven't watched any of his. So that's the thing. Like I've all the ones I've, I've Miyazaki all over the place, which everyone of course associates to Ghibli, but he's got like what five, six, I think, or something like that sprung out amongst the the years here. So I think all of them. We're going to come around we're, we're talking about this one now. His next one is uh, I've got uh, IMDb opening. What's his next one after Who? this? It is Pom Takahata? Pompoko. Yeah, yeah, Pompoko. Pompoko, which is only a couple episodes away, actually. Which I haven't seen that either. But I and I, all I can all I can see in this poster is a fucking bunch of woodland creatures or some shit. I have no idea what it's about. All I'm gonna say is if we get to that one, and again we're like, man, this movie wasn't very Ghibli. I think what we're gonna come down to is realizing that not Ghibli means not Miyazaki. Not Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess it'll be interesting to see when we get to something like The Wind Rises, which isn't fantastical, but a Miyazaki movie. That's true. Yeah. That's kind of him entering his retirement section of his life, I guess. Looking at life yeah. different by the time we get to that. Anyway, we'll get to that film when we get to it. Um, we, I mean, don't you really need to skip the thematic breakdown? I, I think I've covered everything. Unless anyone else has anything no, to add to I that, think that you've done no. Job. Um, favorite character moment, Kieran. Did you have a favorite moment? Amongst- I did. <laughs> I had no, no, no. I just like it's. I found it really hard to convey what I'm thinking about this movie. Um, just because I didn't enjoy the experience of watching it, I don't. I still think there's a lot to understand and gain from this movie in itself and enjoy. 
Um, I think there's a line where they talk just after they finish the flashback after um, the father hits her that Mm -hmm. she's discussing with the other girl and the other girl saying the daughter of the yeah the daughter of the farmer or the one of the it's her um it's her her, they're her relatives they're her sisters but she's their cousin extended yeah something like that I can't remember something like that and um the girl leads with oh I you know my father hits me all the time you've only been hit once and um Takio goes or Taiko goes um well it's that it's probably better than being hit once and then permanently wondering why. Yeah. And I guess for her, she never got much explanation about why her father in that hit one her moment. in that one moment because she didn't have her shoes going outside. Um, and well, it seemed to, to be, be a very... Fair, well, to, well, I don't know if it's the correct word to use in this position, but it was, I think it was the leading stuff as well. Of her not well, I don't even know if it was the leading well. stuff because he didn't seem to even, even in the moments beforehand where he's, you know, clearly doing that dad thing of, you know, playing, you know, oh, you come in, come on, come, uh, okay, no, all right, we're going to walk off and blah, blah, blah. He didn't seem like he would be that kind of person or that kind of mm. father. He's just... I, I don't think us as an audience is supposed to understand what was the thing exactly. that made him crack as much as... Yes. Her as a character does, so. Yeah. yeah. So Either I way, think, the line was good, yeah. Yeah, just that moment of wondering why and just her having that feeling for the rest of her life is just is very powerful. Ash, what's your favourite character moment? I really like the, the build-up to the pineapple. Like, their full-on excitement at seeing the pineapple, like... The actual fruit, like for the first time. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say and you like, stole mine, so I should have just gone first. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was gonna say the them, entire like, pineapple n- scene. <laughs> yeah, and then trying to figure out how to get into it. It obviously they get imply that they've had pineapple before, like, but they've never mm, had like a fresh. They've had one. it out of a can. A can, is what they say. Yeah. So yes. and then they taste it, and it's a letdown. <laughs> yeah. And like. Yeah, I just found could that you imagine thing very asking for a Could you imagine asking for a pineapple for your birthday? Yeah, why not? It's exciting, I guess, at the time. They're growing up in the 60s. Exotic. No, whatever. I completely understand. It's just very, it just seems very novel coming, looking from our point of view, looking back then. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. It's a pineapple could be such a thing. I think, I, I love the scene so much. Obviously, there's nothing like super deep to the scene, but also I think that, that scene like kind of represents a lot of this movie, which is it's just a moment, and the moment is in that in that scene is just quite funny and relatable, and just like it's a thing, you know. Like, it's just like, and th- the fact they that they let it have so much time to breathe and let like the funny moment set in, and like all like just the disappointment set in for the whole family. Like they don't rush through it. I love how long that scene takes to get through. I think that's why it works so well. Just like sitting there, everyone's just like. Chewy, well, you know, like it's yeah. just like they, they don't I rush enjoyed, through it or anything. It's just like, oh. I also enjoyed the follow up to that where she is clearly trying to force herself through it to kind of almost prove a point or to, to, prove, to, to prove a point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's like 10, I think, yeah. is what they said then. So she it's like yeah. a little younger because she was only like fourth or fifth grade. No, well, they just lift her as, lift her as 10, so okay, oh, okay, yeah. I was about to say, I don't know how, um. 
the school <laughs> years yeah. ago there. So I don't know. I wouldn't guess off that. But um, yeah, no, the, the pineapple scene is that's my easy pick, I guess. Um, can I throw out another one? Seeing as you're not going to pick one, I, I enjoyed yeah, all the acting on. stuff, like her, like trying to make her role bigger than it actually was, and then like kind of finding a way to succeed in doing that when the performance actually happens. I found that pretty cool. Just her slight hand wave. Yeah, you know, like take a moment and like, even just like she took her moments before she said her line and stuff and spaced it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the difference between acting and reading lines, like mm-hmm. knowing how to space them out and actually give them some life instead of just I want another thing in it. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So that'll be it. This is animated wonder number five only. Uh only yesterday let us know what you thought of the film on twitter of course you can follow us all on twitter by heading to explosionnetwork.com slash twitter next week's film is porco rosso so make sure to watch that before next week's episode releases come back and listen to our thoughts there until then goodbye